0: episode 113 push your luck
1: join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between the games we play with brian and chris and welcome back to the games we play a podcast about board games tabletops rpgs and miniatures but always about the games we play i'm your co-host Brian and co-founder of the games we played this week with me my other co-host is Emily hello welcome back Emily this is episode 113 of the games we play thanks for returning and listening if you are a first time listener also thank you this podcast we just have short segments where we talk about some games we played we also have other variety of segments you'll see what I'm talking about if you listen through so we do appreciate it thank you again all right Well, we're back this week with episode 113 with Emily, and Emily, we got some games in this week. Obviously, from title of the episode, we played (laughs) some push-your-luck games, so we'll be talking about those. But before we get there, how are things going in your world?
0: Oh, they're getting better, now that we're over the kidney stone saga.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No more hospital visits or ER visits. We
0: actually had time to play games, so that is that is. We're moving forward.
1: Played played some games with some neighbors, which was fun. Yes. Got to play some games with our son as well, which we hadn't done that quite a while. Uh, he really enjoyed that, I think. I, yeah, think. I think so. Yeah, he said he really liked the game, so we'll get there. You, you you missed a game, not to call you out, but you missed a game on your goal for July.
0: I did. Well, I don't know if I can take all the blame for it, considering the reason why I missed
1: I just hear excuses at this
0: point. Okay. Like, how
1: dare you? No,
0: I guess I should have just had a, a game night without you. <laughs> While
1: I was in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get my game in for July.
0: <laughs> I invite all of your Shouldn't board you game buddies over. I,
1: this is more important. I have to get my gaming goals. Yes,
0: my top-ish games.
1: <laughs> so we'll have to double up in August, I suppose.
0: I guess so.
1: So what game are, did we miss out on? Do you know?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's left on my list to look at it. Okay, okay, fair enough. We'll get there. I I think wing um, wingspan.
1: Ooh, yeah. Maybe we'll play the expansion. It's been a while since we played that game.
0: Yeah, or space space. Ooh, space space. Tapestry. Yeah, those are some good games. We'll have to get there. Okay. Okay.
1: Sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. But we did actually get some games in, which was really refreshing. It was. Uh, Including third game and what we probably consider some of our favorite games. So that's a little teaser for later on for what's on our table. But let's go ahead, go on to our first segment and do listener email. We actually have an email to talk about here. So let's go ahead and move into it and talk about that. All right, listen. Hold on, let
0: me rifle through our huge stack of listener mail.
1: Well, now that I got my email cleaned <laughs> up, it—I I actually there was some correspondence I need to reply back to. <laughs> but yes, I got a listener email from Andy. Our Andy is our number one fan of the podcast. Thank you, Andy, for emailing in. He says that he finally got his basement. Finished, and I think they've been working on that for a while, like Uh, three years. Yeah, but he's been doing it. Shout out to Andy. Yeah, and Emily. Part of that includes a new board game shelf that gives us a chance to get all of our games in one spot. I think a lot of people, I know, like Corey did that too, as well as us. With that, we've realized that there are some games they never really enjoyed, and some that they've enjoyed but never played. And I. That I mean, I can't even relate to that.
0: <laughs> Not at all.
1: <laughs> and some that are definitely worth keeping. He said he's struggling a bit as a natural hoarder on how to decide what to get rid of and what to keep. Do we have any suggestions and how do you decide what to keep and to get rid of? Very good question, Andy. Thanks for sending that in. Well, Emily, what do you think? You, answer, you have to answer this question for Andy. It's all on you. Are you no answering pressure. it too? I don't know. <laughs> what do you think him
0: okay i think that if you have a game that you don't like and you know you'll never play again it will be okay to get rid of it the the other thing is if you do get rid of a game and someday you decide hey i want to play that game you could always rebuy it
1: but what happens if it ever goes out of print emily did you ever think about that (laughs) i'm kidding um yeah i would just say if it's a game you really like keep it even if it hasn't been a game you played in years, yeah. um, I have plenty of games like that where they're three-hour games, four-hour games. They're special games that you're not going to get in very often. However, I, when I do play them, I really enjoy them. I really like them. And so those games I'm going to hold on to. I'm not going to get rid of those just because I do know if I get a chance I'm to play them. Now, if it's a longer game like that, and I'm never going to be able to get on the, to the table, nor do I have the motivation or want to. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of those. If I don't really enjoy the game, I'm probably going to get rid of them. Now, there's games I don't enjoy, but Emily does. So obviously, I'm not going to get rid of those either. <laughs> but if they're games we both don't enjoy, we, we actually have a, a pile that's been sitting there for a couple months. I need to get sold yes. off. Uh, but that that's kind of what those are. They're games that we both haven't enjoyed. Even on our shelf, we do have games we've never played, uh, but you know we're going to eventually get there. And after we've played them, then they're going to get decided on how we want to keep them. So I totally get that. Space is at a premium, especially as you buy and start collecting games. And it is hard to get rid of them. Um, I, as a person who likes to collect games as well, it's hard <laughs> to get rid of them. I understand that completely. Yeah. And then one other thing he did bring up, though, is he said it's just hard when there's multiple versions of the same game.
0: Oh, yes. Is he speaking of Monopoly?
1: No, in this case he was talking about the new 3D version of Catan. I think it was like a 30th anniversary version. And if he already has Catan, but then if you got this, what do you do? And yeah, I can understand that. Sometimes I have deluxe version of games and the regular version. Mm-hmm. I'll keep both just I would because keep both. sometimes you don't want to pull out the deluxe just because one, it's a pain in the butt sometimes to get out, or it's it's one that you want to keep in nice shape. And so maybe if it's just uh, some. You know, people, you know, some people don't necessarily maybe as um, appreciate it as you. So I might not bring it out in those situations, but that's kind of up to you. But I would keep both copies. But again, that's just me. So anything else you want to add into
0: that, Emily? I would say if you have the shelf space, just keep them all.
1: Great advice, Emily. I Pray appreciate about it. <laughs> um, I'm going to record that because Emily said <laughs> as long as we have space, we can keep it. Perfect. <laughs> Let's move on before she changes her I'm mind. I'm
0: not, but I'm not. I don't, I don't know. He said a natural hoarder. I don't know that I'm necessarily, I'm okay getting rid of stuff.
1: But she did say, don't get rid of it unless you have, you if you have space. So let's go ahead and move on. That's a great answer. Thank you, Emily. Appreciate your input. Thank you, Andy, for sending an email. If you do have a question, feel free I don't to feel
0: s- like we helped him at all.
1: No, we didn't answer it. Emily says, as long as you have space, keep it. So perfect. All right. I
0: think, though, you also need to go Emily, through let's go your ahead own and, Emily. <laughs> Emily, let's go ahead and
1: move on to the next segment. Let's, let's talk about the games that's been on our table this week. All right, games have been on our table. These are games that we have played this week. We want to talk about, we give a high level view. We don't go terribly in depth that we talk about some games we played. So Emily, you want to go first and talk about a game you have played, really a game we've played, but a game you played this week.
0: Yes, so we, were, we had some neighbors over to play games the other night and we tried out Railroad Rivals, which I think you said you had already played this game.
1: I played it once at Gen Con and I actually got it for free from gen con for playing it but yes that was the only time our copy we hadn't been played so this technically was a brand new copy so we broke it in
0: all right all right so this game is combines tiling with trains and stock buying would you say
1: stock acquisition (laughs) stock
0: Excuse
1: me? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's 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 tile with railroad and drafting, right? Because you're drafting the stock as well as the tiles. Yes. So the stock give you the stock. So you're not really buying it per se, but yes.
0: Right. So you start the game out. You lay out some track tiles. Well, I guess they're city tiles and stock tiles. And then you go around the board drafting. Well, first you bid on. There's an auction to bid on who goes first. And then you draft your city in your stock. And then you do the tiling portion where you lay a city tile out that needs to connect to another city. And you put your train on it so that you can shuttle goods back and forth. Or commodities, I believe is what they said. And then based on the different railroad companies that you use to shuttle your commodities back and forth you get that stock and the stock price goes up. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you get more money. Victory points, if you will. And that's pretty much the game.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much the the game. It seems pretty basic, but I think where it gets... Uh, the strategy comes in is the amount of different stocks and railroad companies. I think there are 16 or maybe 14 different ones. And the jockeying for first player position is kind of a big deal when it comes out because getting your first chance at grabbing specific stock or specific tiles that have the railroads that you want to you wanna pump up, right? Because uh, by placing a tile down, you're guaranteed to have that line and then uh, the goods that are on it. And so you're going to want to grab the maybe the railroads that have three goods and so that it gives you the ability to transport the goods across your rail, uh, gives you more points as well as, you know, pumping up the stock that you might have multiple copies of. So first place feels really good in this game. And so I think what's really unique about the auctioning is you're not auctioning off money, but you're auctioning off your current victory points to get first place.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And so it's it's a very interesting dynamic where sometimes in games you're just using money that might not necessarily mean anything at the end of the game. Obviously, there are means to an end for acquiring things for the game but in this case you're straight up using victory points and that's kind of interesting um so you have to really weigh your benefits but being in last place just outright sucks like it is in this game it is tough to be in last place especially with some of the draws that comes out and so it's a very interesting strategy uh, not to mention with the different cubes are the different commodities uh, yeah the commodities that come out uh you get extra points for moving commodities or the first of that opposed to if you're the second or third of that that type you get less victory points not to mention if you move it across somebody else's rail they're going to get points as well and so there's some strategy even to um basically monopolizing certain resources to try to force other opponents to use your cubes across your rails to get victory points. Very interesting strategy. Uh, just at first glance, it doesn't seem very strategic, but the more you get into it in a several rounds, you could tell there is a lot more strategy here that meets side. That, and that's what I kind of thought was
0: interesting with this one. Yeah, it's it seems simple, simple mechanics, but... There is definitely strategy that I found that you had to find this right balance of the turn order with your what you get to choose the stocks and city tiles and then where you place your tile and then when you get to move commodities it yeah you have to find that balance but then you also don't want to use too many victory points trying to get that turn order.
1: Yeah I know for sure. Uh, it's very interesting. I I thought it was um yeah I thought it was good. I mean, it was really easy to learn. I don't think it was that difficult. Do you think it was?
0: No, especially if you've done a tile laying game before.
1: Yeah, it is pretty simple. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. it was pretty easy to go through. Components were pretty nice. I mean, nothing. Yeah, the tiles are really
0: thick, and well, the little trains were wood, whatever.
1: Little meeple trains. Ma- I wonder
0: if those are all real stock companies. Are those all actual? I have
1: no idea. I have no idea. Union Pacific was like the only one that I recognize. Don't
0: you know your <laughs> my my railroad history? history. <laughs>
1: my rail history. I'm sure there's somebody that does. That's not me for sure. But right. it was one interesting game. I liked it. I liked, yeah, it. And, I liked um, it a lot. Was that because you won or... Well,
0: I do just like tile (laughs) laying (laughs) games. And I did win. So, it was a (laughs) win-win-win.
1: And it wasn't that long of a game. I think it's supposed to take about 45 to uh, an hour. Now, ours took a little longer. But we haven't seen our friends in a while. And and there was a lot of talking in between rounds. You know, it it was more of a casual event. That's what I kind of liked about this game. It's not super hardcore. It doesn't take tons of concentration it's just kind of a nice chill game that you can chat if you want to between rounds or while we're playing and and so yeah the game took longer but it, i mean that was kind of the setting that we were playing in and um it doesn't necessarily have to be that way but yeah it was a neat little game easy to learn kind yeah, of yeah
0: and so. the age on the box is eight plus so if you have an eight year old or higher they could probably play this game too
1: yeah absolutely good tip all right I'm going to talk about it. What now. have
0: you had on your table?
1: Well, thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. <laughs> the, game wanna, <laughs> the game I want The game I want to talk about is 10. And it's not the number 10, but it's The word 10, T-E-N. So, this game was a part of the AEG game night. Uh, If you haven't been to Gen Con um, or haven't heard about this, is AEG, the company, the publisher, they do this, like, game night thing at Gen Con where it's a little bit money to get in, but they have, um, like, this big room, and it's several hours, and I think there might be refreshments, but usually with your ticket, you get in and you get, like, a gift, uh, like, Bundle and it's usually there some games and other promotional things. And then you just get to play games. So there's tons of tables and it's it's a big fun. Um it's super popular, and <laughs> when the tickets go out for Gen Con, they sell out within minutes. So it's very hard to get into. Well, with AG and Gen Con and the situation be online and stuff like that, they actually decided this year to do online one through the Kickstarter. So we actually backed this. Um, I think this was about a month ago or so, and so we just got the rewards in the mail this week. And And one of the games that was included was the Game 10. Now, this game is on pre-release. You can get it soon. I'm not sure of the release date, but it's this year. Uh, But it's not quite out yet. But I believe I saw on Game Nerds you can pre-order it for $15, $16. But this is a little little card game. I mean, it's not a huge box, um, but very colorful. And in this card game, it's all about pressing your luck. The idea is, implies by the name, 10 is you're trying to press your luck and get close to 10 uh, for the amount of points before you go over 10 kind of like blackjack and busting. Or and trying to stop, you know, at the opportune time to get the cards. And essentially, what you're trying to do is there's four suit of cards, and you're trying to build sequences or runs of cards in front of you on a tableau. And at the end of the game, once the deck is gone through, you look at your highest sequence or run of numbers in each color, and you get points based on how many cards there are whoever has the most points wins the game. So kind of a basic game. I mean, there's a lot of games that done rows or sequence or runs and stuff like that, of cards. But I think what makes this unique is they added in some, some different mechanics like auctions in here. There's some uh, market like buying. Um, There's also some currency that gets thrown in here as well as if you bust. So there's kind of that push your luck mechanic in here that kind of puts it into a nice little package that's pretty easy to play fast gameplay and it actually turned out to be really fun mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed this we actually played this or started playing this with our friends our neighbors but um one of their kids uh wasn't feeling well so they had to leave earlier uh but then we played with my parents i don't know how many games we play like three or four three games? i think three games um and we played it like in an three games in an hour or so it went pretty quick um it was a lot of fun so what do you think about this one im
0: i really liked it i like that if you bust you still get the three currency mm-hmm. bust token which yep. is nice normally in games if you bust you don't get anything and you get penalized
1: yeah yep. uh
0: i also really like that there's a market so you can buy you can use your currency to buy other cards that you need it's not just based solely on luck of what comes out you can Mm -hmm. you have some control over picking your cards i also really like the auction part of it when you're so if a wild cards there's um different wild cards there's like a color wild cards there's number wild cards and then there's just a straight up color and number wild card Mm -hmm. anyway when those come out no matter whose turn it they go to auction so you so everyone has a chance to bid on this one wild card which i like that not everyone's you just don't automatically get the wild card you have to yep. pay for it
1: the auction phase comes up because in the deck the, the the card numbers are one through nine and the one through six have multiple copies in it depending on the number of players who play but the seven eight nine there's only one copy of each color so there's gonna be chances where hey the nine comes out and somebody's gonna get now it's tricky because you can't get over ten and what adds in what we didn't really talk about is these these currency cards too and this is how the currency comes in that as you're flipping cards in your turn because you flip a card and then you say stay or keep going and you keep flipping cards until you stay or bust and there's these currency cards that have the picture of the little I don't know, beads or tokens. I don't. I don't know, uh, but they, they subtract they look to like the stones. Yeah, it kind of remind me of like little flat stones. Uh, they subtract from the value of the numbers, and so uh, there's cases where you get in the negatives. But however, if you get over 10 currency total, or if you get over 10 from all the numbers adding up, that's when you bust. So there's this weird dichotomy where you know you can get a cool run with a lot of cards, but if you get a lot of currency out there. If you stop, you have to choose the reward of the currency or the numbers. Well, if you select the numbers, sweet, you get them all. However, the currency that's left over, all your opponents get that much currency and you don't but if you select the currency you get the currency and then those numbers go to, to the market uh, for people to then later buy so this really interesting strategy that goes there sometimes p- pushing it when you have a lot of currency might help out your opponents more than you sometimes mm-hmm. and knowing when to do that currency win can really big be, be big too because your currency you have a maximum of 10 that you can hold well if all your pen- opponents have like nine or 10 a currency that's like whatever but if everybody's empty you don't right. want to fuel up their currency and then oops a wild card comes out in an auction and now everybody has tons of currency and so it's very interesting strategy there were several times where you know we were bidding up the auction everybody spent stuff and then a really good wild card came out and nobody had left over and somebody's like two and i got it yes. <laughs> you know uh so it's very there's definitely more strategy Uh, then it might seem with some of the luck and push your luck. And that's what I really like is with these mechanics, it really does offset a lot of the randomness Mm -hmm. and does make it somewhat of a strategic game. And that's what I really like of it. Very unique in a lot of the different mechanics. Um, Not to mention the cards look really good, like bright colors, like has like a cool like sheen on them, like Mm -hmm. a glossy. I don't know how else to explain it, but they look really cool. They're
0: glossy but also textured a little bit yeah like the
1: random shapes like some are textures and some not so if you see it in the light you i don't know it's pretty neat but uh overall a uh, really fun game that i actually really enjoyed more than i thought i was going to and it's a fairly cheap game 14 15 yeah, you can I, would, get.
0: I would definitely recommend this for the holidays i mean i know it's august but if you're gonna plan on getting together with your family for the holidays i would highly recommend this game yeah. Especially if your family really likes cards. Yeah. Like yeah. there's that set collection. It's kind of like if you like phase 10 or no thanks, then I would suggest this game.
1: Yeah. Because it adds a little bit more in, but mm-hmm. definitely takes some of the randomness out. But there's still some randomness and it's fun. I think it plays one to five players. Yeah. There's actually, a, is there a solo? Is it one to five? I don't remember. Yeah. It says one to five. There's solo rules on it.
0: Oh, okay. Good yeah. to know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But anyway, check it out. Uh, it's it's not quite out released yet, but it's, it's out in the wild. And you can check it out on Board Geek. Uh, I think there's some review videos already out and pictures and everything. It's, it's pretty cool. It is cool. So that's 10. That's T-E-N, not the number 10, but 10. I mean, it spells 10, but it's not the number for searching. Anyway, you get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's not T-I-N.
1: <laughs> no, T-E-N. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Emily. Another game you want to talk about?
0: Uh, while we're on the Push Your Luck, we also played a card game called Push.
1: <laughs> Not the number. the Not the
0: number.
1: <laughs> push. P-U-S-H. <laughs> I don't know how you can mistake that. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, dumb, we track. played
0: it with our son. Uh, it's also a Push Your Luck game, obviously. And you're collecting... There's cards with colors and numbers again, and there's also a dice that goes with this game. It's a little bit more simple, so you pull cards out of the stack, and you just keep going until you decide to, to stop. So you can bust in this game if you get, so you can lay them out in three different stacks, and if you get the same color or the same number in one of the stacks, then you bust. So you can stop before you bust, but you also...
1: Well, I mean, you can only have one number or one color of each in each stack. So if you've right. already had that number, color across all three stacks, then that's when you bust. Now, obviously, if you have like a red already in in stack one, you could start a stack two or whatever and put yeah. the red in there. Yep.
0: But there's also these cards that have like they're black and then they have the dice symbol on it so if you put that in a stack whoever gets that stack has to roll the dice and if they roll a specific color then they have to turn those cards in
1: all of the color all of the color and your your i i forgot what they call it your tableau or something like that yeah but all of them go get discarded so you don't get them because the object of the game is get its most points at the end of the game but there's a way to protect your cards right
0: Yes, you can bank them. Well, instead of pulling cards for your turn, you can bank one of your colors. All the cards. Are all gone. the colors in that. All of the cards in that color. Mm-hmm. And so you can keep those points secure because if you roll the dice, you can lose your cards.
1: Yep. Because if you bust, you also lose your cards. Ad- additionally, if you do decide to stop, you get to pick one of the stacks you created and you get all the cards of that stack. But then all the other players in turn order get to choose another stack and take all the cards from it. So there's this interesting. This is where the strategy gets kind of cool because there's an interesting strategy about. Well, yeah, I want to try to stack up this one stack with tons of points, but at the same time, you don't necessarily want to stack up other stacks with a lot of good stuff either. So there's a very interesting like point as when do I stop? When do I keep going? It's it's kind of interesting actually.
0: Right. Yeah. Very strategic in what you put in each stack.
1: Especially when you get three of the dice cards. And again, you can't have <laughs> duplicates. And then all three stacks have it. And, you're and like, you are have to roll a dice. Oh, man. And then knowing when to forfeit a turn or not do it. Like at what point, how many points. And then, yeah, it's very interesting. Very easy game. Our son picked it up right away. And he really liked it. I mean, how many yeah. times did we play? Like two or three times? Mm-hmm um it went really cool but I, this is definitely a game like you're talking with the the other one that if your family likes playing card games skippo phase mm-hmm. 10 those type of yeah. games uno i would replace it with this yes it, it gives you the same kind of feel but adds in some more hobby hobby type mechanics but at the same time isn't A hundred percent. I mean, there's definitely luck with here, but there's some strategy that you can mitigate some of the luck. Mm -hmm. And it's still a lot of fun. It's still engaging everybody. And the turns are really quick, which is nice, too. So when it's not your turn, you're not just sitting here twiddling your thumb because you still have to watch because then even when it's somebody else's turn, you still have to pick a stack. So you're having Mm -hmm. to try to pay attention to what you want and what you're going to get.
0: If you we played with three players, but if you play with four players, do, is are are there four stacks or is there always three?
1: There's always three stacks. Okay. So when you get more than three players, you can play up to six players. Two to six players. There's some rules for two players. There's also some uh, I think alternate rules to make the game harder. But yeah, six players would be really interesting. Because, it would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and there there is one card we didn't mention. There's a switch card. So when you take stacks, you go in turn order, but if you have a switch card, it can switch the direction by which people pick up cards. That also is kind of interesting as well. Adds a little more chaos to the <laughs> to the round as well. But yeah. Nice little family game. Mm-hmm. Plays Really quick, yeah. right game. I think I got this on Clarence for like 6 $7 on Amazon, I think is what I got.
0: It's really fun. Yeah,
1: really enjoy it. So let's push. <laughs> push. Push. Okay, cool. Well, last game we're going to talk about is um, this game. We, I mean, how many times have we talked about that's oh pretty clever?
0: Goodness. So and many times.
1: Twice as clever on this podcast. I'm pe- sure people are sick of hearing it. Well, guess what came out <laughs> and that we're going to talk about a lot more in the next couple months, I'm sure, is Clever Cube. So it's the third game in the series of push your... Or, the third <laughs> game in the series of of uh, That's Pretty Clever, and Rights, uh, Clever Cube. So this just came out this last month. Uh, we had pre-ordered it and then... Uh, you know, I had to order some more games, got free shipping, you know, you of had to course. do that. So we got this and we actually played a, a, a game of it and um, it was interesting. Uh, a lot, it was a little different than the first two games, I would say, and definitely more difficult than the second game. Yes. Definitely. I, I said definitely a lot. It it ratcheted up to like a 10 for sure.
0: Yeah. It was interesting. I don't know how to so, I can't even imagine explaining this game to someone that hasn't played the other ones.
1: Yes. This is a game for <laughs> a veteran um that's pretty clever fans. Yeah. I thought the second one was difficult to jump into without the first one. This one's even more difficult. Each section has some mechanics that we haven't seen in any of the games. And each section's like that. Mm-hmm. Um at least with the second one, there's a couple sections that were like it from the first one, but this one Every single section is completely different, and there's not even a repeat of mechanics. Um, about the only mechanics that are different are those two bonuses, like the re-roll and the plus one. Uh, other than that, that's all there was. You know, I don't want to go too much detail in all mm-hmm. the different color sections to explain it, because one, it's it's going to be boring, and two, it'd be hard to explain over right. to the, uh, on voice, but... Ah, uh, check this one out. If you really like the other games, I would, uh, and you like them, I would check it out. We did play. We played different, completely different strategies. Emily and I did, and um, <laughs> yes. we scored up. And Emily beat me by one point, which one is really point. weird.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was like adding them. I'm like, yeah, two twenty three, not bad. And Emily's like, like. 224 or something like that. that was one point i was like no, no you way. had
0: 222 and i had 223
1: ridiculous <laughs> and I, I only got like one fox and
0: brian's like oh that's a these are probably really good scores well, I and mean, they look are on the pretty... chart and they're like
1: <laughs> well that's the thing in the first and second game getting over 200 is good i would say right <laughs> yes especially the second game getting yeah. over 200 is really good yeah um the first game you know we can get 250s pretty well but the second game getting over 200 is really good in our first game of the third, I'm like, over 200, man. We're, we're we're pretty clever veterans here. Yeah, 200's like...
0: Keep improving or something. That's like a one star. That's like
1: 100 in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a lot of points in this game, we discovered. And I we're not very good at it. The
0: top one on the chart is 450 or higher. Yikes.
1: Yikes. Yeah. So we got some room for improvement. We um, do.
0: We need to play again. Now that lo- we know... The mechanics
1: definitely one we'll pull out more because there's so many ways you can go about it on this one I, yes. d- I don't know this one's gonna be a tough one to crack but really good I really liked it but still. it's
0: fun it's fun to have a new new game we like that's our similar rides. to Ganchan clever and twice as clever yeah but only better yeah
1: highly recommend it check it out that's clever cubed uh if you go look on board gate geek if you're really curious to what the scoring and like the rules and stuff obviously the rule books is like five pages or whatever it's pretty small go check it out on board game geek they have a publisher you can look at the pictures look at the rule book to see what we're talking about uh highly recommend it though and again a cheap game i mean this is this is under twenty dollars under fifteen dollars you get hundred pads a lot of time uh of enjoyment it's a great value and we love rolling rights so hard very puzzly though i mean <laughs> this one's a yes. brain bird this one's more of a brain burden than the second one though but oh, i like boy. it it was good not a game we want to pull out at midnight i though.
0: like pushing my thinking
1: oh for crying out loud you gotta <laughs> fit that in there <laughs> like talking about two push push your luck games wasn't enough <laughs> all right well cool uh that wraps up what's been on our table this week if there's any games you want us to check out feel free to send us those suggestions in or if you disagree with any maybe our assessments on games uh, let us know we'll read it all right uh let's go ahead and move on and wrap this one up All right, Emily. Well, it was nice to get some games in this week. We uh, played quite a few I think we got seven or eight plays this weekend alone uh, over three days. It was uh, nice. It was nice nice to be back. It was nice. At the table. And I see this happening more and more. We got a backlog, or A bunch of games came in the mail that I'm super excited to play. We got some Kickstarters. I just got an email notification about the Cartographers expansions for Kickstarter. We haven't played Cartographers in a long time. They're locking down Address because they're starting or getting ready to do fulfillment i'm so excited it's gonna be so much fun so we got a lot of good games coming got a lot of more uh games to talk about we do have to get feast for odin in this week because that was on oh yeah my shelf of shame so we'll uh, have to play that this week and we'll talk about it next week with chris uh, anything that, uh, you want to hit on before we take off?
0: No, you just have a big game goal to reach before the end of the year, so yep. we will hop to it.
1: Oh, and, uh, playing some, ga- gotten on the calendar to go play some games with Corey, so.
0: Oh, yeah. It's be a good week.
1: It's gonna be a good week.
0: Oh, maybe you'll actually make it to the local game store to, for their game night?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a fantastic week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, thank you so much if you made it this far. We do appreciate it. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, whatever. It all really does help with the metrics, and um, you know, maybe retweet or reshare. What is it called on Facebook? Share, yeah, share our (laughs) Facebook. And if you
0: have any questions, please email us, and we will discuss it on air.
1: Yes, thank you, Andy. We appreciate. We won't.
0: We can't promise that we'll actually answer your question.
1: Oh, that's not that nice. We will. We will I mean, answer. We will do our best. We will answer your questions. Don't listen to Emily.
0: No. <laughs> well, I just make because you said we didn't answer Andy's question.
1: We did answer Andy's <laughs> question. You can go back and re-listen the segment. We clearly you clearly said well, we need to <laughs> keep,
0: do- keep all of them.
1: Keep all of them, Andy.
0: I'm going to get messages from, we're, we're from his Emily. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're enablers. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. We appreciate it. From the games we play, I'm Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at gamesweplaypod. And that's gamesweplaypod
0: at gmail.com.